brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello and happy Sunday afternoon. What up? <laughs> and welcome to the Opera Trash Podcast. I am Krista. And I have the hiccups. Uh-oh. That's not good. And I'm in a... <laughs> Whoops, that's not good. Um, yeah. Whoopsie doodles. <laughs> after we, after our double recording last week, um, we, uh, we are kind of, so we're kind of getting back on track uh, to our weekend shenanigans. On our regular bullshit. Yeah, on regular bullshit. Um, let's see here. Let's see what we have in terms of news. I got bored and started watching documentaries about the English Civil War. The first one. The first English Civil War. That, 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 when, you're a history buff, when you're a history buff like us, shit like that, it's like, oh, I'm bored. Yeah. I want to watch, watch something about the English Civil War. <laughs> I, I, I'm not actually feeling like a spring cold, but um, I started, because of that, I slept most of the day yesterday and was up until all hours this morning. But our friend Jess recommended the Queen Charlotte spinoff of Bridgerton to me. Mm-hmm. And I started watching it. I got three episodes in, and I love it. And she's like, just think of it. They, they kind of fucked the timeline a bit. I'm like, bitch, I read Phil- I've read Philippa Gregory books. <laughs> I, I can live with that. Yeah. Also, for those of you who are on the fence about it, and these things might sway you, one, the sarcasm is glorious. <laughs> the costumes are fucking breathtaking. Mm. Three, Michelle Fairley from Game of Thrones plays Dowager Princess of Wales Augusta, George III's mom. Mm-hmm. She is fucking perfect. Like, the perfect blend of majesty and bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, if looks sway you, the guy that plays George III looks like Dave Franco and Nicholas Holt had a baby and has an ass that you could bounce a quarter off of. Oh. I mean, it's fine. Mm. Also, there's Death by Snoo in one episode. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. But it's no one you come to care about. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but we do have a little bit of news. First of all, Natalie Desai, uh, she's going to retire from classical music in 2025. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Start with Natalie Desai will retire from classical music in 2025 when she turned 60. The soprano said in an interview with France Music that she plays to give a farewell tour in 2025. She said, we decided with Philip with Philippe Cassard to organize a farewell tour for my 60th birthday, so in two years. I th- so in two years. I think it's a lot of work to manage to maintain vocally and physically in ca- ca- classical singing. The soprano added that she wants to explore other forms of music and wants to record one last classical album dedicated to the character of Alcina. Desai retired from the opera world in 2013, giving her final performance on uh, uh, at the Teatro de Capital in Toulouse on October 15, 2013. However, she has continued to give recitals around the world, including one at Carnegie Hall a few years back. So she's going to actually so instead of like, just, a well-earned retirement, though it is. It is. If you, I mean, like, like we've we've seen, uh, we've seen like what, what was it? It was, uh, um, what was it? it was um. The, the one version of Les Sonambula, 
We saw that with her. Um, I mean, she, she's, she's amazing. She is. And, um, she, oh, she was in, as I recall, she was in a version of Lucia de Lamamore. Uh, her, um, her, um, Regiment was really good, too. Oh, yeah, her, yeah, her Regiment was hilarious. Um, let's see, yeah, let's see what else we have. I mean, you have to be a terrible actress for it not to be hilarious, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see here, we have, what else do we have in here? Um... Oh, okay. So, they're actually, the Metropolitan Opera is actually two years ahead. So, it says, uh, the Metropolitan Opera to open the 24-25 season with Janine Tesor's Grounded. Uh, the Met revealed the news in an article regarding retirement of Sonia Frizzell's Aida. As a new Aida production will, as a new, the new, pre, uh, Aida production will premiere during the same 24-25 season. Tesor's opera will first make its world premiere at the Washington National Opera during the 23-24 season and will start Emily D'Angelo. Um, Grounded is based on the play by George Brandt. More details will be announced in the coming months. As for Aida, Michael Mayer will direct a new production, and Peter Gubner, the audience's natural concern, might be after seeing the spe- spectacle of this Aida, what's in store for them in the next Aida. Christine Jones and Michael Grimmer are creating an underground world for Aida of catacombs and pyramids and tombs with projection. The set will be animated in a way that will be extremely dramatic and visually appealing. It's Aida underground as opposed to above ground. You have my attention. Yes. You do. That sounds amazing. Um, as opposed to poor Jonas is going to be in a production of Aida, and I think it's at the Bayerische Staatsoper, and they're they're showing it. Their production is running this season, like right now, like at this point in time, and it's being panned. It looks it looks like it looks like like it's take, it takes place in the backdrop of a giant ash heap. Like, really. Now, there are some people who say, well, you can't go by just photos, but, you know, um... Um, so that again! Yeah, it's a giant ash heap. Look, if, photos look, if the photos look like ass, it's not gonna give you much confidence for the actual performance. Yeah. When it's in motion. Yeah. So let's hope Jonas doesn't regret doing this production of Aida. Oh, man. Oh. But, uh, yeah, that, that production of Aida has, has my attention. Um, that sounds really good. Um, let me see what else we have here. Um, I'm just kind of skimming over the last week or so. Let's see. Um, I think that's pretty much it. That is pretty much it for the news this week. My goodness. Not much, but... Everything's been boring. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but, I mean, but, oh, well... Except for the fact that I graduated from bubble training, I start my I start on the floor on mon- on Monday. So my training is officially ended, and I start actually taking calls on my own on Monday. So you're a big girl now. As a big girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As a big girl. <sighs> All right. Whiz. I am. Uh, uh, I think yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, but we, but today we want to talk about. I think this might be a this might be a short. Yeah, this might be a short episode, but we're going to talk about uh, what we watched the other it was last week. Uh, Holy shitballs! Yeah, we watched. Uh, it was it was it was from 1958. And this was my second time watching it, and it was still fucking awesome. Yeah. So this um, 
Because unusually, I found it and screened it first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me yeah. actually pulling my weight for a chance. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, this, like, we love our, we love the old guys. We love the, the greats, the, the, the ones that came before the contemporaries. You know, like, the, the guys that came before our opera husbands, you know, like Pavarotti, Carreras, uh, you know. Occasionally, Domingo for feeling charitable that day. Yeah. But this guy... If, if we're watching his cabin pipe, then yes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this guy, uh, uh, you might hear him... The granddaddy of them all. Oh, my God. Franco... The prince of tenors. Seriously. Franco Corelli. Franco Corelli. I'm the prince of tenors because his voice was amazing, and good God, the man was beautiful. He was. Holy shit. Uh, it's uh, like, um, yes, please. Yeah. Horny Briggs. <laughs> But this what we watched our favorite place. Yeah, <laughs> what we watched was a uh, is actually yeah we, we we mentioned before like we watched them all in the night which was, was which was actually an opera written for television. Well, this was an opera adapted for television. Sorry, every time I hear that, I immediately think of how bad the acoustics were, <laughs> and the fact that without telling her what made us laugh. When the box song came up, my mom immediately was like, okay, yeah, that sounds like he said but That has to be it. And how my, my old teen lead thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't even tell mom, you know, this is what you need to listen for. She just, she picked it up right away on her own, like, yep, that has to be it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys have to say a few more grade schoolers, it sounds like the word but it has to be it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. This, however. However. Uh, specifically, film for tv so it had better acoustics yeah so so this was and and this was like seven years later too and i mean there weren't really any big technological advances in sound for television yeah but and this was also italian television so ah yes fancy television fancy european television yeah so it was was from rai which is the italian uh network over there and uh it it was a it was a production of Puccini's Turandot. So, you know, it, it, it's... Of course, this caught Anna's attention because it's one of her favorite operas. Uh, it, it is my favorite. It, like, yeah. like so, Pavarotti's Nessa aside, that whole... The, the score of the opera just is one of my... is my absolute favorite. Oh, yeah. There's um, nothing jarring about it. It flows so well. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. it, A++ have and will watch again. Okay. And of course, and of course, you, you know, nothing beats watching watching the Zeffirelli version. Zeffirelli oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, nothing beats getting to play wrong answers only. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's like the best game ever. Uh, seriously, <laughs> in terms of in terms of opera, that's like the best game you could play. It's wrong answers only. Because <laughs> um, you always answer your mom or these nuts or you know. Yeah. yeah. In fact, we actually had um, I screen capped ours. Our <laughs> Just because I laughed so damn hard at it. <laughs> on, where is it? The, I know the first question I answered. Where I answered the first question was your mom. Yeah, <laughs> she gave it to your mom. Yeah. Where is it? And then the second one. Oh, here it is. Wrong answer was the only time. First answer. Krista's first answer was your mom, and my first answer was the ghost of Booty Asked. Yeah. The second answer to mine was lentil farts, and Krista's was your board hole. And Bordhole in all caps after eating Taco Baco. <laughs> and then three, Chris's answer was that bottle of cheap vodka in the freezer that you forgot about. And mine was both of these nuts. <laughs> we need to figure out a way to work Malort into wrong answers only at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just because 
I'm positive that that would be, you uh, know. It, it could be, that could be, yeah, that, that might be, that may be a good, a good answer for the second question. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so this, this production, it was, um, it was, uh, the, of course, and of course, um, you know, the, the, of course, um, the score was that, that chopped up the, from, from the part, from, from the end of, from like, up until Liu being, you know, uh, taking her life and being led off, being carried off stage, uh, um, that was all Puccini, and at the end was, like, was Alfano after being chopped up by Toscanini. Uh, so, you, of course, there was that chopped up, uh, ending which i i wish i wish they like um it would be they would have they would have like, somebody would be brave enough to stage the actual alfano ending like we have the recording okay that that was made um we have with Jonas and Auntie sandra and uh you know and uh um antonio Pompano. but i wish somebody would like stage it or sing it in concert or something like that because that i mean we still get Ness and Dorva either way yeah <laughs> so seriously um but yeah it'd be it's it'd be it'd be more toward the the true original ending without Toscanini going oh my god i hate this this is stupid yeah that that he it was it was him he 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 wanted alfano to complete the to complete the score and alfano did and then he was like no i don't like this okay well then you should written the score yourself dumbass but anyway so we have the we have the we have the um, condensed version of the ending, but uh, it, yeah, it started. It, of course, the, of course, the role of Kalaf was sung by Franco Corelli, and it just it was just glorious. Like, like it, it was it was like to see it even like to see it in black and white on such a small stage, you know, staging. It like it, like we're used to seeing these. We're used to seeing it on the opera stage, right? But it was amazing to see how they how they did it, you know, on a soundstage for TV. That was pretty. That was pretty amazing. Um, plus, and I did mention this to Anna at one point. Said the soprano sounds almost like Sandra Radvanovsky. She does. She does. And it, it, it was just amazing. Um, it just and and of course you know. Oh, and of course, there's you know, like, do we shoot him now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they look significantly less awful though in this version. Yeah. It was it. What was it? What was it? You said now it's time for now. Like after he sang, that's in Norway. They, they said oh, now it's time for do we cheat him and how present boats and hose. Yeah, boats and hose. That's what they said. Here, take these girls. Take this money. <laughs> Just leave her and not alone. <laughs> Uh, I was like, you underestimate my desire for for that ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, that yeah, th- this this was amazing though. And to and if you've never heard Franco Corelli before, this is a good way to this is a good stepping stone into it because you hear you hear how amazing his voice is. And no wonder that Jonas considers him one of his his idols. Um, because Franco Corelli, oh my god, that voice. Holy shit. 
that like his his Nessun Dorma Bah isn't good. Ooh, yes. God. Good God. That shit. I mean, that is amazing. His Nessun Dorma is amazing. I it, it, like seriously, like there are I've heard we both heard versions of Nessun Dorma that kinda uh, you know they're like less than less than desirable. And then there are versions like his I would rank his up right there with Pavarotti. Seriously, absolutely would. It, it just, oh my god. <laughs> just, ugh. But, yeah, th- this, I mean, oh, yeah. And, and the nice thing about, and I, I love the, like, like for, for being 1958, being an Italian production, they had some good staging. There was some good yeah. staging. I like how I've noticed across the productions, Turn out, Tedros kind of like never changes. No, it doesn't. No, and I think that that's a really cool bit of consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it never changes. It's, it's like they have her as that 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 um that age that, that East Asian princess. Um, I don't want to use the word Oriental, but they have these that that Chinese or East Asian princess feel, and uh, it's just yeah. Yeah, and, and like I, I watched, I watched a version. I watched a production of it. It was by the Finnish National Opera. Yeah, her her headdress even in that did not change. It, 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 it had... It's nice they have that they're trying that they tried to keep something in the way of accuracy. Yeah, that way. Yeah, to the to the actual setting. Mm-hmm. They like her her headdress in the Finnish one was adorned with cherry blossoms. Oh, I need to watch the Finnish one now. Yeah. Because that would be gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, me that. Okay, thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, that was a beautiful one. Um, And it just, yeah, we're, yeah, I, I, I loved it. I, I seriously, I loved it. It just, it was just amazing to see that. And, you know, I, I, I couldn't believe it. And, and, you know, you see the, you know, that, like, the, um, you see the, what was it? Oh, what was it? The old, um, oh, shoot. Um, they used to have, like, the, the dramas on, uh, in the early days of TV, I forget what they called them. Um, the so it's, it's right there in my head, and I can't think of televised it. Televised like, dramas. Yeah, the televised dramas, like, at night, it was like the, it was like the, um, Damn, now I can't think. Um, but they would have like they would have like the different like um, plays and stuff like that. Oh yeah, like like the playhouses. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and uh, things like that. They like it just it was like the quality of the RAI production was like that. It just yeah, it was good, it was good quality. It really was. Um, and I'm sure being that it was Italy and that they were doing an opera that they took they took the time to make sure it was quality. Um, the, you know, cause they're, if there's, if that's one thing they jealously guard, the Italians is, is their, is the quality of their opera. Um, with good reason. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it was wonderful. I'm going to go ahead right now while I'm, while I'm at it, I'm going to go ahead and put that for that. Cause it, we found it on YouTube. That's the, that's another thing. We found it on YouTube, which is... The account is the Franco Corelli Information Center. It has a lot of good, con- full concert clips and operas. Yeah. 
because we because Anna made a whole um, playlist. Whole playlist. Yeah, and we found like we found Turdot, we found Tosca, um, we found Forza del Destino. Um, we found Yeet the motherfucking baby. Yeah, we found El Trovatore. Yeet the motherfucking baby. Carmen. Uh, and we found Jag. Yeah, Cap and Pag, and we found Andre Chenier, uh, which I think is. And pretty- Adriana Lacouvre. Oh yeah. Yeah. Say. We found some good ass shit. Oh yeah. It, seriously, it, it just. We're gonna have to work our way through it. Yeah, we we, yeah, we are. So yeah, we we promise. And I think the- we're gonna. Have, I think our next one we're gonna have to watch is Tosca because we need. I need to see how he handles the record. Oh. Oh God, that's like oh. oh oh no oh boy yeah we gotta hear that I mean and and of course you know I, I'm I'm completely biased on it but I gotta hear how he handles that mm-hmm. seriously oh my God oh my God oh yeah seriously that's oh I mean if Jonas could probably if Jonas you know probably just you know he's destroyed me <laughs> he's destroyed me with the record you know can, can you imagine back when can you imagine back in the day Franco Corelli saying that and destroying yeah. genitalia in his in his time? Oh, yeah. shit! <laughs> Just seriously. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that's why they call him the Prince of Tenors, guys. No, it just. Um, yeah, we we found a ton of we found a ton of operas that we could cover. Um, and you know, if we if we um, I'm sure if we find like other stuff, like you know, like uh, like if we find like yeah, I think after we tackle Corelli, or we should try to find Caruso because I know there's some footage mm-hmm. of him that exists. Oh yeah, it, it'll it'll be our that's our next must find. Yeah. Uh, I did. I did post. Um, that was that was uh, that was this past week. I did post um, uh, his just Neptune Dorma itself. Oh um, yes, yeah. And I'm going. So I'm going to go ahead and post the entire opera itself. Yeah. Like three of them came from the Franco. Cur- three or four, I think, on the playlist came from the Franco Curly Information Center, and then the rest of them came from a playlist that that YouTube account had put together. Yeah. Of full Corelli operas. So they they found that many thanks to them for finding holy crap. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because because you know <laughs> it's not just it's not just hardcore opera fans. It's it's people like us who are trying to get who you know want to broaden our horizons on this. It, it just yeah. oh my god. Um, yeah, we, that's we, we, for the tenors first, and then we'll hit like the mezzos and the sopranos. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, so let me see here, but. Yeah, I, I am going to, let's see, and I can't spell. LOL, spelling hard. <laughs> oh. Alright, so I, so there we go. I put the entire, the, it's the, uh, the opera as a whole is on, um, and it has subtitles. It's the, it, it, it's like, that's it's nice. It has subtitles included, which is awesome. Yes. Um. So, so you're good to go there. It has it has subtitles. Um, uh, now, you know, it, now that that can, the, the nice thing about 
doing that like when you find when you try to find one thing like oh let's see let's see if we have you know let's see if i can find something for frank corelli in it then it takes you down that rabbit hole and you find a treasure trove of that shit now you look for enrico stuff with enrico caruso in it it takes you to you take the you down another amazing rabbit hole these different things you know it's like i found um I found a recording, and it's it's a recording that Jonas has has mentioned before, which is one of his favorite recordings. It's um, a recording of Mahler's Das Lied von der von Erde, uh, the Song of the Earth, with Chris Ludwig and uh, Fritz Wunderlich, and it's and it's conducted by Otto Klemperer. Yo! Yeah. We have a soft spot at this podcast for Otto Klemperer because we both love his son in Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. So we we got a soft spot in our heart for the Klemperer family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it, and I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Fritz Wunderlich, he kind of sounds like Jonas, and it sounds like him. So, Ooh, yeah. I am intrigued, like, like the, the like voice wise, like yeah, like the the <laughs> yeah, the resonance, like it, it's not a, it's Ooh. not one of those high tenors, it's kind of like a a mid tenor. Oh yeah. So like so yeah, that that's he's the. Like it, it's it's scary to hear him sometimes see, to hear him think, oh my god, it does almost like Jonas, um, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Fritz, well, Fritz Wunderlich is also one of uh, Jonas's idols, but that, but to like he mentioned he had mentioned that in an interview, and I'm like, I gotta see if I can hear if I can find this, and lo and behold, I found it on YouTube. Um, if you like, there are. You could find, like, if you typed in, like, a song cycle, like, let's say, Robert Schumann's Die Stilibe, you could find, like, a dozen different tenors singing Die Stilibe. Um, yeah, there's Wunderlich, there, there's Fritz Wunderlich, there's all kinds of, all kinds of them. There's a clip of Yona singing it from back in 2020, uh, when they when they were still in lockdown in Bavaria, and he actually... He got bored and recorded, like, three albums. Yeah, that's the year he got bored and recorded all those albums. <laughs> Yeah, he got bored and recorded all those albums. Um, I don't, and you know what? I don't know. Like he, he recorded Zeliga Stunda. He recorded the the uh, Fredfall and Lightful, which the w- which is the list one. I don't know if he recorded. I was I was I'm kind he just of, got bored and was like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, like he, I don't know. He might have recorded a Schumann one. I I don't know, but uh, he was Houston being around exploding nappies twenty four seven. Let's do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's because that's right. That's right. Valentin was like a year old at the time. It's like the kid is constantly trying to eat everything. I I I, I, I forgot how t- exhausting this was. I kind of need a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was still babby with that with, with the when the lock when the lock. Oh, babby. Yeah, he was so babby. He was. <laughs> now he's four. I can't. Oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> now he's four. Um, but uh, but um, yeah. He well, what happened is that that uh, Irish Stotzover had these. They call them um, uh, was it uh, Montag? Uh, um, is it Monday pieces? Uh, Montag Stuck. Uh, they had these. Um, and uh, it was where they. But they would have like little, like 
mini concerts. Like they was like sometimes it would be like a, a, a like a six piece ensemble or like a um, a pas de deux or something like that. And one time it was Jonas who it was just him and and uh, and Helmut Deutsch on stage and they sang and they, you know they they performed Dichtliebe in front of you know, and at the end of it he, you could tell he was and you could tell this was like two three this was like it was like two three months after. He had gotten over that first bout of COVID, and of course, you could tell he had not been to the he had not gotten a haircut in a while, mm-hmm. and because <laughs> everything was closed. Um, but uh, he, um, but he at the end he said, "I hope to see everyone back here soon because without an audience, it's not the same." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he could you he knew, yeah, because like uh, he had said, he had said uh, like even early on. It was, what is this? Wait a minute. Um, anyway, he had said early on uh, that um, it was awkward not performing for people. Because he didn't know, like, he couldn't, like, he would read cues off the audience, you know. But he couldn't do that if there was no audience. It was kind of awkward. Um, but he's got his audience back, thankfully. And um, you can tell he's much happy. He's so happy. But, um... Yeah, I, seriously, the, but, like, you go down, like, you can go down, like, an, an absolute rabbit hole. Like, yeah. seriously, like, you pick a, pick a, a, a piece that you want to hear somebody sing, and you'll find, like, so many people singing it. Um, you might not find the person you're looking for, if you're looking for somebody specific, but it's, it's, you know, you'll find, you'll find, like, so many different, different, uh, versions of it. It's amazing. I, I, that's that's the one thing I love about vintage uh, recordings of uh, you know for that it's, it's great um, it's just oh, yeah. <coughs> but I but yeah like and I and we are we're, we're gonna we're gonna go through our playlist and watch these different things and uh, I can tell you too like I like you know I it, it's also it, it, this it, of course you know we we've watched our fair share of like. Not, not like the vintage, just like from the fifties and sixties and that. But we've watched those older versions of different stuff, like like that horrible version of of Castle of the Kettlebird. <laughs> we actually didn't know. I still don't even know what the hell was going on. I don't either. We had we had. Some, not even made more sense. We had subtitles. It still didn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, we had subtitles for Anami too, and that shit never makes sense. Yeah. It made more sense than Castle of the Kettlebird, though. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, you know, if we watch like if like if I stumble across like if, if I stumble across like say, um, let's say I find like some like uh, a like a Handel opera and, and it's an older one, and, but it has subtitles. Hey, you know, I'll watch it and I'll see what it's like, and I'll be like, okay, we're gonna watch this. Let's watch this. And you know, the quality may not be a hundred percent, but it, but it, we can't like like what we did like we did uh, with a. Uh, um, uh, the uh, the uh, title, like the title credits for Barrel Diablo, <laughs> with very eighties. <laughs> yep, very very eighties. And of course, and of course, the the uh, the version of Lohengrin with Peter Hoffman, where he was the thin white, uh, thin white Rucker Howard House Harkonnen. Oh God, <laughs> that was like the eighties threw up everywhere. Oh God. Oh my God. That was, that was hilarious. 
Um, it just barfed everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, I mean, it'll take, like, you, you'll be able to, like, you'll find clips, like, there, there's, there, there are clips of, like, Jonas, um, do, like, the, like, the Met, the Met, for example, they'll put up dress rehearsal clips of the, of different operas, um, like, you'll be able to see the dress rehearsal clips from, like, Champion and Dea, and, uh, there's, there are dress rehearsal clips of, uh, Zalba Frita, um, you know, the one that, uh, um, that's coming up. Uh, which is a new production, and I've seen... Oh, yeah, when I was half asleep, I referred to as the Zorbic Flute. The Zorbic Flute. <laughs> oh. But, um... Yeah, it, 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 Oh, and by the way, well, after we get done talking about Corelli, I'll tell you what I watched yesterday. Um, but, uh, the... But, yeah, that, it, it's, you know, like, finding Franco Corelli opens up, opens up, like, a plethora of all that in contents um so i would encourage you if you want to get if you want to get into opera especially the older opera singers the the vintage opera singers go ahead and do that youtube is the first and the best place to do that because you'll find a ton of stuff it's it's just amazing um um you'll find like if you, know, if you like let's say you're looking for renata tobaldi or renata scoto or kirti kanawa you'll find a ton of that You'll find a ton of them on there. Um, Pavarotti, of course, is is in is in great supply on there, um, as is Domingo. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, seriously, you, you'll find you'll find you're you're gonna have no shortage of great clips uh, from different operas and great clips of different arias. It's just it's just a matter of looking for them. Um, but all in all, seriously, that that production of turn dot that we saw last week was spectacular i mean you know like you think about like when it was put on the fact that it was that it was it, it was adapted for tv and yeah it that was just out of this world i was blown away i was so you know, we'll, we'll have to we'll probably we'll probably our next our next adventure into that will be tosca i want to see that because you know that's one of my favorite that's one of my favorite operas um, but, uh, next, but that is, so that is our review of, of, um, Franco Corelli in Turnot. Um, I want to briefly touch on what I watched yesterday, because I had been waiting to see this particular production of Don Giovanni. Um, it was, it's by a Belgian, uh, director named Eva van Hubba. And he does, uh, he's done, um, um, uh, movies and, um, theater before a direction and i think i don't i don't know if this i don't think no this wasn't his first foray foray into opera and nor is it his last because he's doing i think he's i think his i think he's doing the uh dead man walking he's also directed he's also that's also under his direction the one that at the met uh this next seat the next the coming season is is uh he's directed that too um but this is like, you know, you think about like the the version of Don Giovanni we saw before was very period, was very dated. It was very, you know, like seventeen hundreds ish. And um, I'm not gonna lie, Mario's question looked good as hell in it. Though. He did, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, yeah. And uh, and he and and the, and how he got dragged to hell was great too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anyone getting dragged to hell. Is yeah, beautiful. 
Yeah, but Mario made it look good. Mario looked yeah, good. Yeah, he made it look he made it look sexy. Yeah. So, but this one is very contemporary. They didn't make they didn't set it like at a specific point in time, but it was very like the uh, the set designer said that he got the he got his inspiration from E.M. Escher. Yeah, the guy who does the endless. Oh, nice. Yeah, the the, the endless. Raper, uh, yeah. yeah, that's where he got the uh, you know the the uh, like the structures and and how it looks how the the uh, staircases look endless and stuff like that. Yeah, that's where he got the inspiration for the set, and yeah, it, and most of it takes place in it. Like except for the like, the very end of it, it takes place like it, it's very shadowy. Yeah, the the uh, the lighting and the settings are shadowy, um, and it is it's contemporary set. The you have like these very very sophisticated. It's very I, the word I use is sophisticated looking. Like the the characters are dressed in in you know the the men are dressed in suits and, suits and ties. And there's cat you know, there's even casual dress in the, in the with the chorus. Um, the women are dressed in in in, in very contemporary, stylish outfits, um, and, uh, it, it's just, yeah, it's, it's very slick looking, I love it, I loved it, and Peter Tay, um, he looks like a dad, he looks like a very tall dad when he's singing, okay, but, so it's, so it's kind of hard to, so it's kind of hard to wrap your head around the fact that, you know, like, he's playing this character that has, that has, like, stooped over 1,800 women. Okay? So. In, in his younger years. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but it's just, his voice. Oh, my God. His voice is very, I think his voice is very much suited for, for Mozart. Holy cow. Uh, and, of course, who else was in there? Who else was in it? Um, Ying Fang was Orlina. Um, I forget who else was in there. Uh, ben Bliss was uh, Donatavio, um, and Frederica Lombardi. She was making her. She was making her live in HD debut. She was on there. She'd been. Uh, she'd been in, in a in a. I forget what she'd been in before because it wasn't her Met debut. It was just her live in HD debut. But she she was played at Dona Ana, and uh, then it was Ana Maria Martinez who played uh, Dona Elvira. Um, and uh, oh, I can't remember the guy who played Laurello, but Laurello. Okay. Okay, the guy who played Lorello, for some reason, he reminded me of John Favreau. Uh. You know, he did. He for some reason he just reminded me of John Favreau. Like, like who was it? Um, yeah, he did. Like, he just had this. He just had this. Like, he was. Of course, Lorello is Don Giovanni's body man, and he just reminded me of like the way he was dressed in that suit and everything. He just kind of reminded me of of John Favreau. It was hilarious. Um. But, uh, yeah, it's it, it just, it, the, okay, so the ending, uh, spoiler alert, because you'll probably see it, you know, by the end of the year, it'll be up on, I don't know, it might be up on, on, uh, on, um, the, uh, Met On Demand side, Met On Demand side, maybe early next year. But, um, spoiler alert, uh, the way they sent Don Giovanni to hell, like, the commendatory came, commendatory came in, and, um, and they projected, like, they... The, they projected um, like tormented souls in hell, like, and it got and it just like they, it, it was like they zoomed in on these tormented souls as the as it was like getting closer and closer, and, it, and so so it just got like 
till they till they zoomed in really really good on these tormented souls, and then um, all of a sudden, you know, like you couldn't see Peter McKay on on stage. You could see that you could see Leporello. He was he was cowering, but you couldn't see Peter McKay because he had disappeared. Uh, but uh, oh, you know, oh, bye bye. Oh, bye bye. Um, yeah, he. But uh, yeah, it was it was that was amazing to see that 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 and I like. I will admit, Don Giovanni for me, like in spots, it is boring. But it, but the, but that kind of kept my attention. The way the you know, with the with the staging and everything, it kind of kept my attention, and. Uh, it just, yeah, it, it did. It, and, and, um, and, um, it was nice to see, like, Leporello was not seen as comic relief. In fact, Eva Van Hova, he said that, um, like, he went, he based his staging on the, on the, um, secondary, um, title of the, uh, of, um, Don Giovanni, which is The Criminal Punished. So it, the, he made him out to be a sexual predator, like a like a Did serial. He was? Yeah, he 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 portrayed him, like, you know, you know, like like in the version we saw, he it was more like a comic, you know, very comical, ha ha ha. But this one, it, he was like a lecherous piece of shit, and he like he was he, like Peter Marte portrayed him as a real lecherous piece of shit, and 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 everything he did, you know, led up to led up to him being yeeted to hell, and yeah. So that, I mean, that was seriously. If, if you get to see that um, later on, like it, or if it was on great performances at some point, that that's gonna be a good one to see. Um, yeah, because it, it's 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 not like what you're used to seeing when it comes to Mozart. That's that's one of the, the nice things, and it, it worked for me. For me to yeah, the music, and everything, it, that kind, that staging did work. Like you could put. You could put that music and that libretto to that staging, and it worked perfectly. Um, so, yeah. So, kudos to Eva Van Hova for, for that kind of staging. That worked perfectly. Um, so, there's my review of the Mets' Don Giovanni. Um, Along with our review of Turn On. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so, so uh, next week, guys, we're going to watch a... This I stumbled upon this when I was looking at other stuff. I stumbled upon this... this um, I didn't know that Camille Sansan had written this. Remember, he wrote Samson, Samson, uh, Samson and Delilah, and he also he's the guy who wrote the Carnival of the Animals. Yeah. Uh, and so um, he wrote an opera about Henry VIII. So we're going to watch that this weekend uh, and see what it's like. Um, you know, this is it. This could be like the. This isn't going to be like the. Uh, um, that musical sex, like the you know, which sounds amazing. Um, yeah, I really want to see it. Yeah, but uh, that, but uh, this will be this. It'll be interesting to see how you know what uh, Sunsan did with uh, with this with the subject matter, um, and how he portrays everything. So you know, or or what time period he uses. So that's gonna be interesting. Um, so we'll review that next week. But uh, in the meantime, guys, we do want to thank you for listening, for tuning in. Uh, let me yeah. here. Because we love you guys. In fact, I, in fact, our week, my weekly Spreaker statistics. Wait a minute, that's not what I wanted. Um, 
yeah, here we go. Um, so our weekly speaker statistics, uh, as of last week, we had 12 downloads last week. Uh, cool. And our top four countries, we had five downloads from France. So merci beaucoup. Uh, we had three downloads. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we had- but also, at the same time, oh, we need baguette Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Because we have to. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we had three downloads from the U.S. We had one download from Australia and one download from Switzerland. Those are our top four countries. So thank you guys. Uh, um, looks like the French are looks like the French are, are gaining uh, on the uh, on uh, our friends in Singapore and India in in um, downloading us. So- <laughs> Not gonna lie, French loves it. Loves it some good ass sarcasm. Yes. Um, so so yeah, we we do we do love and appreciate you guys. So keep listening to um to our. Uh, to our podcast keep spreading the word about it um keep buying our shit yeah keep buying our shit uh once again we make an appeal if you were the person that bought the bitch lasagna shirt even even mandy wants to know who bought the damn shirt (laughs) the mystery of who nancy drew the mystery of who bought the bitch lasagna shirt yeah No, it's not. It's not. Uh, but yeah, we, we come come on, come forward and tell us who bought that shirt. We we're... so we can applaud you personally. Yes, we will give you a shout out on the podcast if we will applaud you personally for that. Oh my gosh! Uh, but... At least we have an enduring mystery. Yes, we yeah. do. We do. The, the podcast is not even five years old, and we have an enduring mystery already. Yes, I love that. I love that for us. That is that is awesome. Oh my god, it's gonna be three years old next month. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. We should do something special. We we should. We'll have to we'll have to brainstorm and see what we can do about that. Um But uh but yeah, but yeah, we love we love the guy we love that you guys are are to are sticking with us. Um, you know, keep listening on your favorite platform on your favorite podcast platforms. Uh go to our webpage go to our webpage, our Facebook page, and uh you find the full version of Turn Dot that we were talking about today on Buy there. Our shit. Buy our shit. Um, the Munich Bail Fund. Yeah, the Munich Bail Fund. The Munich Bail Fund uh, is, you know, uh, yeah. getting um, getting arrested for complaining about not having enough beer tokens. Yeah. <laughs> or trolling people at the English Garden. Yeah. Because <laughs> let's be honest, those are the two things that you would be most likely to get arrested for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I if I ate if I ate vice versa after afternoon in Munich, I'd probably just get I'd probably just get scolded. But you know, I wouldn't get arrested. But because you're not supposed to, the vice versa is not supposed to hear the noon bell, the noon church bells. Um, it's superstition. It's more it's more superstition than anything else. But um, no, yeet your ass out of Munich. Yeah. <laughs> God, um, yeah, so yeah, that that's it, yeah, that's coming up, guys. <laughs> Don't forget that's, that's that's coming up in a couple of months. I get to I get to I get to invade Munich. <laughs> that sounds so awful coming from someone from the U.S. I'm gonna invade Munich. No, I'm I'm going to I'm going to great I'm going to grace Munich with my with my presence. There we go. Munich will never be the same after I'm done. Oh my god. <laughs> let's not let's not let her come back. <laughs> <laughs> She's not allowed at the opera festival ever again. 
stop molesting the tenor. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll keep my hands to myself. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't touch tenors without consent. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, buy our shit, support the Munich Bail Fund. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, next week, guys, next week, guys, of course, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna watch Henry VIII, um, we're probably gonna call him, you know, he's gonna be like, we're gonna, we're gonna you know, douchebag him up and down. Um, I mean, we don't have to do that, he does a good job of it. Yeah, that's true. We'll see, we'll see how much of a douchebag that he's been written as in this. I mean, it doesn't take much, but we'll see how big a douchebag he is in this one. Because cause some of them, some of them tone, some portrayals tone it down and some of it, some of it go all out. But we'll see how, we'll see how this is. But uh, until then, guys, um, until we, until we meet again and talk about Henry VIII, stay trash, y'all. Stay trash, y'all, for fans. We love you. We love, we love you all. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.